Welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. You know what people struggle with a lot? Lack of control. Especially people that's used to having control. And not just that. People that struggle with lack of control also struggle with the lack of change. What do I mean by that? This week has been, uh, let's say, loud for Nick Saban in Alabama, Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M, Deion Sanders in Jackson State University. So Nick Saban comes out. And pretty much bashes NIL deals, pretty much bash, you know, says that Texas A Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher and Texas AM, uh, which beat what? Beat uh, Alabama in the recruiting class. They said that, you know, Texas AM pretty much bought all of their players. They also said that Jackson State, who I think got the one of the number one play, uh, you know, one of the number one players at their position this year, they you know, bought them as well, which then caused a, you know, Jimbo Fisher went at, you know, Nick Saban, which rightfully so. If you're going to come from my organization, you're going to come from me, come for the integrity of not only myself, my coaching staff, uh, but the organization. And it turns out it's not especially coming for my organization and you have no proof, no merit or nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fire back, too. And Deion Sanders said the same thing. It's like, yo, don't, don't, you know, don't play me. You know, we, we know what we're doing. This is a, so this topic is a lot bigger than just Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, uh, Deion Sanders. First and foremost, to speak, just to kind of close about those three. I think Nick Saban was completely completely in the wrong. I mean, you don't speak on another or especially if it's not your organization. You don't speak on another organization. Especially now I don't know if he knows anything, but if you don't if you didn't have any or if you're not coming to the conversation with proof, do not cuz some of the things that he was saying was like like defamatory. Don't try to defame my name and not have proof towards it. And that's pretty much what Jimbo Fisher was saying like, "Yo, you're talking about all this. What happens when we dig into your past and, and, and figure them things out? So in that sense, yeah, Nick Saban was completely wrong. Don't don't come for the don't come for another organization, especially if you don't have proof to back it up. Saying, you know, especially talking about Deion Sanders and Jackson, Jackson State, like you don't 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 come for the organization, especially if they didn't come for you, if if. If they they were just Jimbo Fish was minding his business, Deion Sanders was minding his business at their own programs, and Nick Saban said what he said. I think he's wrong, but again, it goes to a broader picture. And and Nick Saban, who of course 
for people that don't know, but of course you have to know if you listen to this podcast. But Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama football or Alabama Crimson Tide, the football uh, team. Nick Saban is used to, of course, having the number one recruiting class. Used to have, I mean, think about some of the players that Nick Saban has coached. Think about that: Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name, Julio Jones. Like he has, he has coached some incredible players. He's used to having those type of players. Jameson Williams, who just got drafted. Michi. Um, <laughs> they, Alvin Kamara for a year. So, again, this, this the, 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 the rhetoric that Nick Saban spewed isn't just his thoughts. And I'm not talking about you know, when he was talking about Texas A&M and Jackson State. I'm talking about the the thought or the the vitriol, I guess you can say, because I don't have a better term for it at this point, but the vitriol that a lot of coaches and a lot of programs have for these NIL deals. First and foremost, for people that don't remember, the NIL, the NIL deals isn't even a year old yet. And you're seeing player after player after player after player after player get these deals, which, of course, is going to change the perception of not only college basketball or college sports for these players, but it's going to impact their decision. A lot of people would go to Alabama. A lot of people will go to the bigger schools, which they still do. But a lot of people will go to the bigger schools because they feel that, okay, if I go to Alabama, we're always on TV, you know, best team in the nation. I'm going to have more exposure, scouts everywhere. It gives me the best shot to go. That's a lot. That's why a lot of people in college basketball go to the big schools, like go to Duke, go to Kentucky, go to North Carolina, go to, you know, Georgia, go to Auburn, go to these big schools, go to UCLA, because they feel that those schools are going to give them the most exposure and the best chance to make it to the next level. With these NIL with these NIL deals, that changes the whole and that that changes the whole perspective. Now you see players think to themselves, "All right, well, I don't really need exposure like that because we're good now, and I'm still gonna ball out. People still know who I am, so now I'm gonna choose a Jackson State over Alabama, or you know, I, you know, I got this NIL NIL deal with Reebok or or StockX or something." I don't need the exposure that Auburn would bring me. So why don't I go to a school like Utah? And no offense to Utah, I'm just saying. See, these NIL deals is affecting the way that, not just NIL deals, but a lot of the, the, most of the NIL deals is affecting the way that high school athletes are looking at college or college sports. And it's really affecting their decisions. What it is is, and which kind of goes back to my original point, it takes the control. It takes a lot of the control out of the coaches, out of the recruiters' hands. What do I mean by that? Nick Saban is used to kids, which which they still do, but five-star recruits, 
lining up to co- to to play for Alabama. Used to that. He's used to being able to sit in somebody's living room, talk to their moms, talk to their dads, talk to their grandparents, talk to them about how I can change your life. And you come to Alabama, you come to any one of these big schools, I will guarantee you that I'll get you to the NBA or get you to the next level. That's what Coach Calipari said a lot. Coach Calipari, the coach for Kentucky basketball, would go to people's room, go to people's houses and say, I promise you, I'm going to do everything in my power to get you to the league. And for a lot of people, I mean, hell, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, hell, you name Terrence Jones, you name it. Kentucky, hell, Anthony Davis, they were able to get players to the league. And a lot of those players, and I'm not just singling the players that I set out, but a lot of those players are desperate because they come. And I, and I talked about this a while ago. I talked about this when we were talking about uh, a couple of episodes ago when I said my unpopular opinion of the day should have been or was that I think every sports organization should provide mandatory therapy. And I said that you're taking a lot of kids that have nothing. Like their family is struggling and giving them millions upon millions of dollars. And a lot of the reasons why you go to big schools is because you get the most exposure, which gives you the best shot to go to, you know, the next the next level. But with NIL deals, hell, you have what? Uh, was it Paige Becker? She has an NIL deal with with StockX. You have you see people have NIL deals with with food companies or with with shoe companies. Money, there money is coming to them more than ever now. Which of course is going to affect the way that college coaches, both in NBA, I mean college coaches, both basketball and football, recruit. And trust and believe that NIL deals have affected the way players look at Alabama, players look at, I don't know, what's the big school, Georgia, players look at big schools. It's like, I don't really need y'all. I may, doesn't mean that they're still not going to get athletes. doesn't mean that they're still not going to get players. But now it gives a player, give players a second option. And a lot of coaches don't like that. A lot of coaches like to be the most important person in the room. Or let me say this. A lot of coaches like to feel like they are the most important person in the room, which of course they are important because they're the coach. But players, players are getting money. Quiet as is kept, a lot of players try to make it to the next level more for the fact that they can get the money than they can play sport. Like, yes, doesn't mean that they don't love football. They don't love basketball. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is one of the biggest allures for professional sports is the money. And you'd be a fool to think that college coaches don't know that. Which, again, is one of the biggest reasons why a talking point when you see a lot of coaches go to players' houses is, I can get you to the next level. But this NIL deal, and again, it's not just, it's not just, it's not just coaches, it's the NCAA as a whole. 
Again, NIL deals, I think, started in like July of last year. So it's not even a year old in the NCAA. What the NCAA did not anticipate. I'm going to tell you what the NCAA didn't anticipate. The NCAA did not anticipate just the sheer number of organizations that are interested in sponsoring kids or sponsoring athletes in college. Hell, there's a lot. There's NIL deals in high school. What they did not expect is they expected the top tier players like the I don't know, Paolo Bencaro's, the, the, the Chet Holgrams, the Jabari Smiths. They expected them to get the deals. They didn't expect the fourth person on the bench or the, the, the seventh man to get a deal or players, you know, Mikey from high school getting deals. They didn't expect the sheer number of people getting deals, which is why you hear that these NIL deals are out of control. No, you, there's more players getting them than you thought they were. So they're out of control to you. Doesn't mean that, you know, the players that if you get a deal, you deserve a deal. That's just how it is. You you get what you you des you don't get what you deserve. You get what you can negotiate. Shout out to Jalen Rose for saying that. So they just did not it the the fight <laughs> You'd be you'd be naive as hell if you think that the NCAA is not happy. The NCAA shares the same exact viewpoints as Nick Saban. The NCAA feels the same exact way because it goes back to my original statement. People that have been people don't like being in like out of control. Like people don't like, especially when you're used to being in control, when you're an organization that used to be needed. And now kids don't need you as much as you think they do. They don't like being out. of. They don't like the control going out of their hands. Especially when it's been like that. And the NCAA has absolutely no control over these NILs. And if you ask me, they shouldn't. It's you get money for your name, image, and likeness, N-I-L. That has nothing to do with the NCAA. And you know how I know that has nothing to do with the NCAA? Because there's kids in high school getting NIL deals. Kids that ain't even touched the NCAA are getting NIL deals. There are kids coming into NCAA programs that make Damn near as much as the coach. And I don't see nothing. Of course I don't see nothing wrong with it. Because you get paid for what's. You get paid what someone wants to pay you. And if college coaches. If college recruit. I mean like recruiters. If college coach. Like coaching staffs. If if, if ADs. If, if all these college people can make money. Off of you then you should be making money off of you. So I have no problem with the sheer number. I wish everyone was able to get an NIL deal. Now, of course, that's not realistic. But again, I'm, I'm so happy with the sheer number of players getting and the sheer number of money that people are getting. I'm not, I haven't done the research, so forgive me, but I don't, I, I don't know if there's a cap on the amount of money that you can make from these NIL deals. 
and still be, you know, eligible for NCAA participation. But I like to, if you pay me as much, I mean, Popeyes is giving out NIL deals. Pay me as much as you want to pay me. And again, Nick Saban's comments on Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M uh, Aggies and, and Deion Sanders and, and Jackson State was out of bounds. Again, don't talk about another organization, especially when the organization didn't talk about you. But do not be naive in thinking that this is just Nick Saban's isolated viewpoints. Nick Saban is speaking for a lot of coaches, speaking for a lot of organizations, and ultimately, quite as is kept, they're speaking, he's speaking for the NCAA. And how the NCAA does not like the fact that day after day they are losing the allure of I need to go to the NC, you know, I need to go to a big college, not only to put my family in the right financial situation as far as moving past college, but kids ain't, it's not, people don't, people don't mind going to smaller schools, especially these NIL deals is, you know. And people and social media is a big thing too, man. Like you, you know, there's a lot of people that don't need to do much. Hell, look at. I mean, it's a big football school, but that's a bad example because it's Ben Simmons. But I'm just saying, NIL deals is changing the way, and we knew this was going to happen. We knew that NIL NIL deals was going to change the way that athletes viewed the NCAA and viewed college sports in general. And we knew that college sports was going to take a hit. That's just, that's, you, you'd be naive in thinking that wasn't the case. What the NCAA and what a lot of people, including myself, did not expect is just the sheer number of organizations and, and, and NIL deals is getting passed out. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But clearly, people that used to be in control that are not, they're now losing their 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 stranglehold on 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 or losing the control that they are used to aren't too happy about it. So let's move forward. Shouts out to uh you know Team USA women's soccer and men's soccer. Shouts out for the CBA for coming to a, an agreement to finally uh have equal pay between both men and women for the world cup prize money. Meaning if the win, if the men win the world cup and the women win the world cup, they get the same amount of money. So shouts out to that baby steps. Let me say this. This is a huge baby step because we know about the pay gap in sports and life between men and women, which is completely unfair, but shouts out, man, that, it's it's a big it's a monumental step, man. Women have been trying to quite as kept, man. There are a lot of women that there's a lot of women that are better than men at sports. Let's just be real. There's a lot of there's a lot of women, and especially when we talk about Team USA, there's a you know what you know what I realize that people will 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 come up or people will have. 
people will come up with some incredible retorts when their viewpoint is being uh, challenged. For instance, for the longest, a lot of people were wondering, well, why is the Team USA women's soccer team, which has seen years upon years upon years of success, not making the same amount as the men's team, which hasn't seen much success? And the, 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 the arguments that I've heard is incredible. I mean, the United States, they they treat their women better than other countries, so they're, of course the women's team is going to dominate other countries. <laughs> the men, on the other hand, you know, in the United States, soccer is the number one sport, so people don't take, like, you can, you can miss me with all that, bro. The team when I when I think of Team USA soccer, the first thing I think of is women, and this is why I said baby steps. I said baby steps because this is a huge baby step, a huge baby step. Because again, there's 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 been a there's always a fight there's there's always a fight, but there's been a huge fight in the pay discrepancy, especially in sports. But the reason why I said baby steps is because I think. The, the next step forward and what we want to get to. Not the next step forward. I think the goal that we're trying to get to is simple. Pay me what I'm worth. Not just, let me not say me. Let me take me out of this. Pay, pay the women what they are worth. Not just, yes, it's good to equal. You know, it's good. It's, it's good to have equal shit. I don't even think equalship is a word, but we're going to use it. Equalship. <laughs> it's good to be equal, you know? It's good It's good to be equal when one is paid considerably less than the other. This is one of the biggest fights, which I don't think that we will ever get to that point, unfortunately. But one of the biggest fights with the NBA salaries and WNBA salaries. I mean, some of the best players in the NBA, like I think the best players making like 500000 when you have, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing anybody to, 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 let me not say, with some of the best players in the NBA making 48, 45 million a year. Now, I don't think we'll ever get that equal, seeing as though we're still trying to fight for the WNBA to get private planes. But the argument, the fight is, yo, pay women what they are, like, uh, <laughs> The, the 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 team USA they they team USA women they they won the fight they've been fighting, which is at least pay me equal, you know. But again, I'm thinking bigger. Pay them what they are worth, because you are a damn fool if you think that the team USA men's soccer team draws. The same amount of interest draws the same amount of competitiveness, draws the same amount of fans, draws the same amount of viewers as the women's. In fact, I can think the I think that might be the best example of how women sports can be better than men's sports. That is the perfect example. 
Team USA women's is leaps and bounds better, in my opinion, than Team USA men's. So, yes, the fight was to, yo, make it equal. Because the women have been drastically underpaid. But now that that fight is won, the new fight is, no, pay them what they are worth. And that could mean, quiet as is kept, the women make more than the men. I know. Whoa. Whoa. What? Jalen, what are you talking? Women make more than men? What the? What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain. Even when you talk about money, like generate money, gener- since that's what a lot of this is stemmed upon, I'm almost sure. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm almost sure Team USA women's draws more money in for Team USA than the men's team because of their success and because of just how good they are. So, yeah, congratulations to, you know, CBA and, and uh, not CBA, yeah, CBA and, and Team USA men's and women's for accepting the new deal that'll uh, have guaranteed equal pay pretty much or guaranteed equal pay for for games and for World Cup prize money. Shouts out. So that fight has been won. That fight has been won, a fight that has been lasting for years upon years. Now, let's 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 really have a serious conversation about it's not just be equal. Because if you think about it, look in the workplace, right? Think about the workplace. Karen. Oh, let me not say Karen. Brittany, let me not say Brittany. Karen works her ass off. She comes into work on time. She, she, no complaints, employee of the month every, every month. Just, just bust like does, goes above and beyond. And then you have Jalen over here. <laughs> Bare minimum. Yeah, I come in on time, but I come in at exactly 7 if my shift starts at 7. I just do what I'm supposed to do and then leave. Now, I'm not saying I do this. I'm just giving an example. Um, I have never won Employee of the Month. I don't even care about winning Employee of the Month. In fact, Karen cares about the company. Karen cares about elevating the company. All Jalen cares about is, yo, if my check hits my bank account on the 1st and the 15th, we are good. Yet, if you look, Jalen and Karen are paid equal. Think about this. When we think about some of the greatest, uh, when we think about some of the greatest Team USA soccer players ever, now there have been some great ones. There's been Landon Donovan. There's been Tim Howard. There's been you know Alex Morgan, Hope Solo. There's been some great ones. I put money if we if we comp- compile a list. Of Team USA men's and Team USA women's, and think about how great they were and their impact. Team USA, I put money. 
there's more women on that list than men. So you tell me then, do you think Karen and Jalen should be getting paid the, the same amount? Or do you think Karen has worked her way to be paid more than Jalen? Doesn't mean that she's, doesn't mean that she, no. Excuse me. Do you think that Karen and Jalen should be paid the same amount? Or should Karen be paid more? Because she she's more of a value to the company. If you think, hell, Team USA men's just missed the freaking World Cup. What, a cup, like not this year, or not this time, but the last time around. When's the last time Team USA women's missed a, missed a qualifier? But again, man, shouts out to, uh, shouts out to Team USA men's and women's for finally getting guaranteed equal pay. So let's move forward. Um, a little bit of basketball, man. The Magic won the draft lottery. You know, uh, it's Magic number two, Oklahoma City number three, Rockets, and then it's the Sacramento Kings, Detroit Pistons, and Indianapolis Pacers, Portland Trail Blazers, New Orleans Pelicans, San Antonio Spurs, Washington Wizards, New York Knicks, Oklahoma City yet again, uh, Charlotte Hornets, and Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, first of all, shouts out to every player that's going to get drafted. You know, shouts out to all these teams. Shouts out. It sucks that the Wizards always get a bad bad spot. They always get like 7 through 12 or 7 through 14. Like, what are we going to do with that? But Magic, the Magic win the, the draft. And, of course, people hearken back to, yeah, the Magic won the draft the last time. The Magic won the draft, you know, or the, got the number one overall pick. Or the last two times, they got the number one overall pick. Look who they drafted. They drafted Shaquille, you know, Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal and future Hall of Famer Dwight Howard. Um, let me let <laughs> – that is true. You know, the Magic did draft Dwight Howard. The draft, the Magic did draft uh, Penny Hardaway. They did draft uh, Shaq, but at the number one spot, they drafted Shaq and, and Dwight. Let me uh, let me remind you guys a little bit of the Magic history. They drafted Shaq. He was gone with gone off that team within what four years. Drafted Dwight, got the got them to the championship. Lost. And they have not been right since. Since then, they've had Jonathan Isaac, they've had Mo Bamba, they've or oh, they have now Markel Fultz. They're look great. There's a reason why you're in the lottery. There's a reason why teams are in the lottery. And that goes for my wizards too. There's a lot there's a reason why teams are in the lottery. You're in the lottery because you weren't that good. Now, some of it is due to trades, like the Pelicans. Some some of them was, you know, port. You know, some of them are due to trades and stuff. But woohoo! That's that's. I don't I don't have the the number. I don't have the way to fix this. So I'm not going to like say that it, this needs to happen. But I just I really feel bad for a lot of 
a lot of players coming into the league. Because especially players in a lot, because fit matters. I talked about, I talk about that at nauseum. Fit matters. Look at Josh Rosen. Was incredible in college. He has not been able to stick yet. Look at Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Look at Josh Allen. Fit matters. And let's just look at the magic, right? Magic more than likely going to get Chet Holgram. Meaning you have Chet Holgram, you have Jalen Suggs, you have uh, Jonathan Isaac if he ever freaking gets on the court because he's always injured. Or doing doing uh, Republican press runs. Um, Mo Bamba might be out of there. Wendell Carter, like you have all these players, but you're still uh, Cole Anthony, but you're still one of the worst teams. It goes back to a, a a conversation that I had a while ago, and it's the one of the biggest reasons why teams are incompetent is because they don't know how to get out of incompetency. Some of them don't even know they're incompetent, but they don't know how to. The Magic don't know how to get out of incompetency. And again, I don't know how to fix this, or I don't know how we can change it because I would say, hey, players should be able to pick where they want to go. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone's going to pick, you know, the Lakers or pick the big market teams, which is going to just kill the small market teams like Oklahoma City or, or Sacramento or Detroit or Washington. So I don't know how to fix that. But it's, you know... It, I just man fit really matters man and if you think it doesn't and and this is no disrespect to anybody but you think Steph Curry would be that good if the Knicks drafted him I think he'll be that I know he wouldn't win as many championships as he has but you think Jason Tatum would have been that good if the Magic would have drafted him You think Darren Fox? You think Darren Fox would be better if I don't know the Spurs drafted him? Hell, look at Dejounte Murray. You think Dejounte Murray would be that good if he was on the 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 Oklahoma City the, the, the Rockets? All I'm saying, man, is it's you know this is a lot. Shouts out to the Magic for for winning the lottery. But, you know, you can you can win like you can have a team that has a number one or the magic always draft in the top in the top five. Since Dwight Howard's left, they've always been in like top five to to ten or top one to ten. They've always been up there. And look at look at what that like what? Look at what that's gotten them. But the shouts out to the magic. And that kind of goes into my unpopular uh topic of the week, actually. It's not just it's with the draft in general. My unpopular topic of the day, I said week a uh, day. My unpopular topic of the day is I feel that athletes in any sport, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, hockey 
If you don't get drafted, I think that you should be able to go back to school and still play. I don't think your eligibility should be shot. And I'm going to tell you why. Because a lot of people are saying, a lot of people, when I when I kind of threw this uh, as a topic to a couple people, they said, you know, it teaches life about consequences. Because if you don't have consequences in life, what do you have? I'm like, what? Here's what I mean by that. Oh, here's what here's why I push back on that so hard. Yeah. Life is about consequences, right? All right. We've seen coaches from Cliff Kingsbury got fired from Texas A was it no Texas uh what's that John called? What's uh, Fresno State, I think. Somewhere. He got fired. And got a job the damn near next day at the Arizona Cardinals. He gets fired from college. Gets a professional head coaching job. You see coaches get fired left and right. Hell, uh, Ty Lue got fired. And now Ty Lue is the coach of the, the um Clippers. Steve Kerr got fired, I think, as a GM. And now he's the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. You see people get fired and get head coaching jobs again. What you're telling what you're telling a kid or what you're telling an athlete is, yo, you can bet on yourself. You can bet on yourself, and we're not saying that it fails because you. I mean, the 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 point you know point one percent players get drafted. We're not saying that you failed. We're just saying that it just didn't happen now. But if it doesn't happen now, you can't go back and try again. Not saying you failed. You didn't get fired. You just bet on yourself, and just because it didn't happen immediately when you did it, oh nah, fam, you ain't coming back. I think about that. Think about the athlete. Think about the football player, right? That tries that that has been working night in, night out. Good enough to be drafted, but just doesn't. Still has what three a year, two years left on his hit well, two years, you know, he's a junior. Imagine that player. What happens next? Where did he go to the Canadian League? Does he go to USFL? Which could happen, but... Or the, the, the basketball player, right? That tries to go out his freshman year. They say you're going to be a projected high second to mid-second round. Because they don't get that much NIL money, they're like, all right, let's do it. A freshman. Doesn't get drafted. What happens? Can what happens? You're, you're, you're. What you're doing is you're allowing. You're saying, "Yo, you can bet on yourself." You're, what you're doing is this. You're telling a, a person, "You can bet on yourself." 
but you're not able to have a safety net. Again, that is, I get that you accept money, but now with the NIL deals, why should that matter? If I don't get drafted and I'm a freshman and I think if, if, because one thing that we do know is teams lie to prospects. They lie to, to potential draft picks. They lie all the time. Don't believe me. Think about, look, look at, listen to all the stories we hear about that. Listen, uh, Devontae Adams just came out with a, uh, or he was just interviewed by somebody. Shouts out to whoever interviewed him. I didn't, I, you know, I, I don't remember, but shouts out to you. Devontae Adams was just interviewed. And he said that, what was the team? I think Chicago? No, who? The Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers pretty much made him feel like he was getting drafted to them. Last time I checked, Devontae Adams was drafted after Calvin Benjamin, by the way, and went to Green Bay. So teams will lie to, to, to prospects all the time. Teams change their minds all the time. And it's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's every sport. So you're telling me that if a team tells me, hey, I'm getting drafted, right, we're going to draft you at the, the 50th pick or something, and I don't get drafted, because I went on the assumption that, oh, okay, I'm going to get drafted. I can't go back to college and play to try to then build myself or build my stock back up so the next go round I can try to get drafted again. And for the people that keep telling me, bro, oh, no, it's you got to learn consequences, man. What is a life without consequence? If you bend yourself, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's the game. No, this is life. We play, they play a game, but their game that is their life. So what do you tell a high what do you tell a college student, right? A college athlete that is that is coming out as a freshman year. Now he can doesn't get drafted. Now he can't go back. So the only option is what? I don't even know if you can do the G League. You probably could. But a lot of the players that get drafted, quarters kept go to the G League because they're not good enough to at least for their first few years to be in the league. I just I just I just don't like the fact that you see coaches, right? Horrible coaches at that. Horrible coaches get fired and get rehired in a second. But you're telling a kid, yo, if you get, hey, you have just X amount of time to to change your mind. And you can back out and go back to school. But once you submit yourself in this draft, you can never you can never play college basketball again or college football again. What? What you're saying is at that point. You can bet on yourself, but we can't be your safety net. Yet you are just profiting off of me. The university, the school, the, the, the NCAA in, as a whole was just profiting off of me. But I can't go back if I don't get. And it's not like I'm going back and, 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 and just 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 soaking money off you know i'm going back to get better so the next go around i can get try to get drafted again 
Yeah, man. There you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Um, if you want a popular podcast, shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, link is description below at multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your unpopular podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. I'm trying to get the algorithms going. I'm trying to get more people to listen, to watch the unpopular podcast, and I can't do it without you guys' help. So please help if you can. Please subscribe. Please share. Please comment. You know, I'm, I'm always in the comments. I'll definitely talk to you guys. Uh, until next time, much love. Shut the door to the spaceship. Operation, get back to the basics. Goddamn, she don't know what she means to me. She don't know what it seems to be. Yeah. This thing got a little crazy Life been looking like a classic Issa Racine Goddamn I don't know what this means for me uh, But I can say what it seems to be Oh yeah Oh, yeah.